Welcome to the Kodesh Podcast. You are listening to the infallible word from the Holy Hill, God's seat of power, preached by the resident bishop, Bishop Ni Ajeduama. Let the word from the Holy Hill be a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path. Stay blessed. Clap your hands to the Lord. Well, thank you. God bless you for, for coming to church. Amen. Well, this month of June is our month of faith. Amen. And this month, God will be pleased with you. I say from this month, God will be pleased with you. I say from this month, God will be pleased with you. And why am I saying that? Because in Hebrews 11, 6, the Bible says that without faith, it is impossible to please God. Amen. So you and I need a lot of faith. Hallelujah. We need what? A lot of faith. You know, to come to church and somebody preaches and he says, if you want to give your life to Jesus, lift your hands. And then you lift your hand. And he says, if you want to, you are really serious, come forward. And then you come forward. And the person prays and you pray after the person. And after that, you said that you are born again. After that, you said you have been translated from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light. They have been translated from the kingdom of Satan to the kingdom of God's dear son. It's a very, very profound statement to make. Amen? Are you understand what I'm saying? And that has come about as a result of a step that you took. And that is a step of faith. The step that you took to bring to you salvation. Amen. amen. I said amen. amen. So that if you took that step that has brought you salvation, then it only makes sense that you live by that same step. Because if, if, if faith brought you salvation, eh, then living, you have to live by faith. Hallelujah. Amen. amen. You can't live by sight. You can't live by calculations. I'm not saying don't calculate. Amen. But if all that you do is to calculate and calculations is what you live by, eh, then you are living by something else. Because it wasn't calculation that brought you to Christ. Are you understand what I'm saying? It wasn't what? Calculations that brought you to Christ. What, what brought you to Christ is faith. Amen. It's faith. That is what brought you to Christ. Amen. Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 38. Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 38. It says, Now the just shall live by faith. But if any man draw back, my soul shall not have pleasure in him. So you could see that God really cannot stand people who don't walk by faith. So if you draw back from faith, eh? God is saying that, you know, he will not be pleased with you. You will not have pleasure in you. When you are living with your spouse and your spouse doesn't have pleasure in you again, it's very dangerous. Are you with me? A lot of you have not experienced it, but <laughs> you may know someone who have experienced it before. That you are with your spouse, or even, your, let's say, your beloved. Eh, you have a girlfriend, you know. In, in church, we say beloved. We don't say girlfriend. 
unless we are sleeping around, then you can say girlfriend. But in the church, we don't sleep around, so we say beloved. So if you have beloved, and then your beloved now has, in, has no more pleasure in you. I mean, pleasure, I'm not talking about, you know, what you're, what you're thinking about. I'm talking about interest. <laughs> Amen? I'm talking about what? Interest. There's no more interest in you. It's very, very dangerous. Okay? So if the Bible says that the just shall live by faith, eh? and then those who draw back away from faith, God says you will not be interested in them. It means that anything that you do mm, that hasn't got faith as the foundation or the basis, it's likely you are doing it in vain. Are you with me? You can be, you, you can be singing in church, but not, not, by, not, not by faith. Just because you, know, you have come and you know, they say you should join choir, you have joined, but you are not attaching anything to it. You know, it means that you are singing, nah, Charlie's like, you know, you're singing now, it's not working. <laughs> eh? Do you understand? Hallelujah. <laughs> the crisis are looking at me. Now, I'm preaching from this book. Name it, claim it, and take it. Hallelujah. And what it simply means is that it's a descriptive term for exercising your faith. Amen. Exercising your faith. Amen. Every Christian must have faith. He must also exercise his faith. There is no point to have something and not exercise it. Are you with me? If you have money in the bank, your using of the money is you're exercising the money. Hallelujah. So if you have money in the bank, you don't use it, you don't exercise it, then the money is just useless. You are there, you need something, so let it be there. You need something, let it be there. You are not exercising the money. So when you don't exercise your faith, you know, it means that, Charlie, you are doing yourself. Because it is faith that brought you into Christ. So there is some faith. Look, everybody has some faith. But what you have faith in is what is important. You see, when you came to church this morning, I don't think that you really tested the chair before you sat down. So you had faith that this chair will hold your slim body or your fat body or your medium-term body. Amen? And so you didn't check to see if this chair will hold you. You just sat down. Is that not the case? Because you had faith in it. So as for faith here, everybody has some faith. But we are talking about faith in God. Hallelujah. Faith in who? So every Christian must have faith and every Christian must exercise his faith. Amen? Brother Jam, amen? <laughs> and I want you to know that faith is the reason for breakthroughs and miracles in life. Yeah. Faith is the reason for miracles in life. If you think of the life of Abraham, who God called him, by faith he did so many things. You know, God said, go to a place that I will show you. Without he, that's why the Bible says in Hebrews 11 that faith is assurance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. So you have not seen it, but you are hoping for it. You are believing God for it. Hallelujah. So I'm saying that is a reason for breakthroughs eh, and miracles in our lives. Faith is a reason for answers to prayers. Faith is a reason to what? 
answers to prayers. So if you don't have faith, your prayers are not working or they will not work. That's why I say without faith, you cannot please God. Amen? Amen. I said amen. amen. So generally speaking, faith people have faith. And generally speaking, faith people, you know, are happier, more prosperous. Now, I want us to just Google and check um, faith and wellness. Google and check faith and wellness. Do you know how to Google? Huh? Are you Googling? Faith and what? How does faith impact your wellness? Now, faith and well-being. He said, well, the positive influence of religious certainty on well-being, however, is direct and substantial. Yeah. The positive influence eh, of religion on our well-being eh, is direct and substantial. What does it mean? Individuals with strong religious faith report higher levels of life satisfaction. <laughs> eh? Say to your neighbor, did you hear what pastor said? I want you to repeat this to your neighbor. Some of you, when I look at your face, like you are not here. Say, it, read, say this to your neighbor. <laughs> Individuals with strong religious faith. Individuals with strong religious faith report higher levels of life satisfaction. Report higher levels of life satisfaction. My brother, you're not saying to anybody, but she's not listening. <laughs> because when I was praying, those of you here, you're not listening. That's why I said, that's why the whole church is saying this. And you are still not saying to each other, say it to her. Let me repeat. Say, individuals with strong religious faith report higher levels of life satisfaction, great personal happiness, and fewer negative psychological consequences. Of traumatic life events. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now I say, how does religion contribute to well-being? Religion gives people something to believe in. Amen? It gives what? People something to believe in. Provides a sense of structure. And typically offers a group of people to connect with other similar beliefs. These facets can have a large positive impact on mental health. Yeah. So coming to church and hearing these things eh, is saying that it can have a large what, positive impact on mental health. At times you feel like you are going mad. But when you come to church... <laughs> Check your friend's face. And why is your face still like that? After hearing these very nice things you are hearing. Amen? Now listen to this. Research suggests that religiosity reduces suicide rates. Alcoholism. 
and drug use. Yeah, depression. I don't know whether the minister for uh, religious affairs knows these things. <laughs> if they know these things, they should be promoting churches. They should encourage evangelism. Are you with me? Because when, you, when these things reduce, hmm, the burden on our mental hospitals also reduce. <laughs> Look, there are so many of us here who but for church by now will, will, will be mad. I'm telling you. God, the thing that your former husband has taken you through, if not for church by now, you'll be, you don't know where you will be. Am I saying something? Oh, your old children, you have not uh, had sex problems before. Okay, not your former husband, but your former beloved. The thing that he took you through, if not for church, and if not for pastors who encouraged you and prayed with you and strengthened you. Now, why were they encouraging you and praying and strengthening you? They were praying and encouraging and strengthening you because they have faith in God that God can turn your situation around. Hallelujah. God can turn your situation around. Are you with me? Yeah. There are people who have had traumatic um, situations, but because of faith. Now, I say, what is the connection between faith and health? For example, researchers at the Mayo Clinic concluded, most studies have shown that religious involvement and spirituality are associated with better health outcomes. Yeah, better what? Health outcomes. Amen. You see, faith makes you have something to live for. When you don't have anything to live for, then why are you alive? But faith gives you the hope and something to live for. Amen? And it can go on and on and on. You can Google it in your own time to, 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 to see that faith is a very, very powerful thing. Are you understanding? I say, are you understanding? Now, what you have to know is that people of faith also experience challenges like everyone. It's not like if you are of faith or you're a man of faith or a woman of faith, then you they don't go through challenges. We all go through the same challenges. I'm telling you. That's why Jesus Christ told the story of the fact that some man built his, hand, his house on the sand and some built on the rock. Building your house on the rock, which is Christ, is building your house or your life on faith. And he says the wind came and they beat vehemently. Now, the Bible did not say they beat vehemently against the one on the rock or against the one on the sun. But they beat vehemently on both. Amen. So, whether you have faith or you don't have faith, whether you live by faith or you don't live by faith, troubles will come to anybody, anyone, and all of us. It's not only unbelievers' marriages that go through 20 times. Christian marriages go through shaking times. Go through challenges. I'm telling you. Recently, I heard of a sister who had passed, not here, abroad. I know her through some other source. But this couple were Christians. When they say Krife, Krife, proper Krife, I'm telling you. Proper Christians. Now the husband began to mistreat her terribly. Yeah. She just passed away, buried. Went through depression, went through this. So I'm saying that 
Troubles come to all people. Amen? But in your trouble, God will save you. I say God will save you. I say God will save you. It's important to put your trust and your confidence in God for him to save you. Amen. Why will, why will we put our trust and confidence in God? Isaiah chapter 41. Verse 10. It says, fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not what? Dismayed. For I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. The Lord will strengthen you. I say the Lord will strengthen you. If some of us put our hope and confidence in money because Charlie, when things are hard, they Charlie, your bank account no, is, is, is booming. So it's like Charlie, it is okay. But you see, there are situations that money cannot save you. Are you with me? Recently, a friend of mine, you know, schoolmate whose wife was dying. I mean, the guy is rich. You know, he was saying to the doctors, look, what, what will it cost? What will it cost to save her? What will it cost? He himself realized that, look, he said to me, money cannot save. Hallelujah. Money cannot save. And so we shouldn't put our trust in set things, but rather put our trust and our confidence in God. Amen? Because he says that what I am, he said, do not fear, I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. Because of these things that God has declared through his prophets, so we can confidently put our faith in him. We can put our trust in him. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. Proverbs chapter 17 verse 22. The Bible says, A joyful heart is good medicine. When you come to church, your faith is built up. You are told that God, Charlie, God will do it. It's like, Charlie, it's been a long time, but you are still being told that what? God will do it. Say, a joyful heart is what? Good medicine. When you come to church, you should try and be joyful. Hallelujah. Don't make your face bomb and be yawning always. You come to church and within one hour you have yawned about how many times? Five. Oh, five is very small. Twenty. Twenty divided by sixty is what? Eh? So your yawning has a, a, a rate. Six yawns per minute or per whatever. It's not a good thing. When you come to church, be joyful. Hallelujah. I said be what? Be joyful. God says be not the what? Be smayed. Look, it is not, there are difficulties in the world. But, and so what? Eh? And so what? There can also be happiness in the world. So choose happiness. Amen? Choose happiness, choose hope. Choose it is well. Choose it, 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 it will be okay. Amen? Because sadness will not make you any, I mean, it will not bring you anything uh, positive. It will even reflect on your face. Recently, I heard a man of God advising people, don't marry somebody who is sad. <laughs> don't marry somebody who is what? Somebody who has a sad countenance. Just say, always you have moonlight your face. What is it? Are you the only one living in Ghana? I don't want only one living under IMF. We are all living under IMF. Amen? I said amen. It is better. Because the Bible says what? A joyful heart is good medicine. 
Jesse, you have not taken paracetamol, but you have already taken medicine when you begin to be joyful. And it is faith in God that can make you joyful. Receive an attitude of joyfulness. I said, receive an attitude of joyfulness. Me, I don't like sad people around you. People who have always, I mean, you can be sad once in a while. As a pastor, you will see sad people, you encourage them. It will be well. You pray with them and believe that, Charlie. It, 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 it will be well. But when do you come again? And always sad. After the pastor has even finished praying, you have said amen and you are still looking sad. What else should the pastor do? Should he hold your cheeks and spread them for you to smile or what? Ah. Have faith in God. Amen. I said what? Have faith in God. A joyful heart is good medicine. Is it but a broken spirit dries up the bones? Amen? Amen. Have faith in God. I say, have faith in God. Are you with me? Yeah. There's a hymn that we sing Jesus, Jesus, how I love, trust you. Is it how I love or how I trust you? How I trust you. <laughs> how I what? How I? How I prove you be at your word. Jesus, Jesus. Precious Jesus. Oh, oh, grace. oh, for grace to love you more. Amen. Jesus, Jesus, how I trust you. How I prove you by your word. Jesus, Jesus, precious Jesus, oh, for grace to love thee more. Amen. I think next week, Klaska will sing for us all. Next week, Klaska will sing. They will sing one song. Hallelujah. Amen. So it's very, very important that you live by faith. See, when you draw back, God will not be happy with you. God is saying that if you draw away from faith, he will not be pleased with you. But we want God to be pleased with us. Is that not the case? As we want God to be pleased with us, is that not the case? Now, faith is a very special virtue which has a key role to play in every Christian life. Because the Bible says what? Without faith, it's impossible to please God. But I believe that you and I would want to please God. Amen? As you and I want to do what? We want to please God. Hallelujah. The Bible says that Abraham, his faith in God made God imputed unto him righteousness. Righteousness is a right standing before God. Yeah, that's righteousness. It's right standing before God. It wasn't because of his holiness. I'm not saying go and live on a holy life. But I'm saying because of his faith. Amen? Because when there are so, you see, Abraham's days don't think that it was only God who was there. Abraham's ancestors, they were also have some gods, some idols they were worshipping. 
And that is why God even separated him. God called him out of that place. Amen. And he followed God. God said, go and sacrifice your son Isaac. And he followed God. And God imputed to him. God said, your wife who is old, who has experienced menopause, will give birth. And the wife even laughed. Say, ah, how can I, at this age, was wondering whether she will have pleasure because the thing that God was, you see, when there is a prophecy, there's an action that causes the prophecy to come to pass. Amen? When you, you come to church and they prophesy to you that it will be well with you and all those things, don't just go home and sleep. Find out how it is going to be well with you. There are actions to take for it to be well with you. That's why in James 2, it says your faith without works is useless. So when God called Abraham and he made him those promises, eh? Abraham is a man of faith, so he was receiving it. But the wife now had to remind him that look, I am old though. I don't have pleasure in those things that we were doing before. <laughs> but Abraham said, we'll do it again. <laughs> Is that what? You see, if you are married, and after maybe six, ten years of marriage, and pregnancy is not coming, it's very likely that the wife will be disinterested in, 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 in sex. Very likely. You'll be disinterested. But there are people who are married, and then in the 15th year of their marriage, they are, God just blesses them with, 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 with pregnancy. I know, I know, I know a couple of people, even in this church. Are you with me? So you have to what? Keep going. Amen? But if you consider Abraham and Sarah, Abraham was how old? 90 or 70, something. I mean, actually, Abraham has really, really, really gone far. And they have given up. In fact, even if they would perform those activities, it wasn't because of children, because Sarah was now experiencing menopause. She has gone past it. Hey, menopause, is it, is it a, a dot? Pastor Eric said, Sarah has gone past it. It means that China, the situation has become what? Useless. And that's why Sarah was when, ah, shall I have pleasure? But because of the promise of God, and because of the faith they have in God, pleasure was restored. I say pleasure was restored. And I'm saying that every step of faith needs an activity. James chapter 2. If you think I'm lying, I think verse 4. Let's start from verse 14. And then we'll be closing. What doth it profit, my brethren, though a man say he hath faith and have not works? Can faith save him? So as we ask, um, I just read you that God will come and save you. Eh? If there is something you have to do. You have finished school, you are looking for a job. And then when you wake up, you, you even wake up like um, 8.30. When you don't have a job. When you don't have a job, you are waking up at 8.30. You have to wake up at 5 and pray. Then after praying, you have your bath. And wear nice clothing and move out. Amen? 
You don't sleep. Put the scripture back. It says, can faith save him? Faith cannot save you. Faith alone without the rest cannot save you. Next verse. Quickly. If a brother or sister be naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you say unto him, unto them, depart in peace. <laughs> depart what? In peace. And be ye warmed and filled. Notwithstanding, ye give them not those things which are needful to the body. What doth it profit? If the person is hungry, the activity to undertake is to, is to give the person food. If the person is naked, the activity to undertake is to clothe the person. Amen? That is why in this church, every annually, Easter and Christmas, eh, we, 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 we organize money for, 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 for the prisoners. And even like our brother was giving the testimony, eh, what's, the, what's, the, what's the ministry again? Compassion. They go to the prisons frequently. Amen? We can't just sit here and say, oh, they should be okay. No. Action. Action. And we sit there and prophesy. There should be what? Action. It says, so even faith, if it hath not works, is dead. Being alone. Being alone is dead. So your faith needs to make you to go into action. At times, the action is a difficult action to go into. Do you think Abraham at that age, it was easy for him? Do you think so? Even you at your age, it's not easy for you. <laughs> I say what? Even you at your age, you're always calling for massaging of your waist. And Abraham at that age, some people don't know what I'm talking about. It's not my fault. I cannot mention names here. But I'm saying that if at your age, <laughs> Let me go to that side. <laughs> should I come here? <laughs> if at your age, I should stay here. If at your age, <laughs> it is difficult for you. Then Abraham at his age. I'm trying to tell you that faith actions are not easy actions. That's what the Bible says. We should not be what? Swartful. We should not be lazy. But we should follow those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. Lazy people will not follow things in order for things to happen. You are 43, you don't, you have not even bought a land to start building and always giving excuses and I bought the land and the, some land guards came there and I bought the land and the chief came there and this, there's always, it's always like that. It's always like that. But the Bible says, do not be what? Slothful. Do not, in case you don't understand slothful, it's laziness. Say, so do not be lazy. So faith requires action. Amen? So if we say you have faith in God, it should reflect in your actions and the things that you do for God. Yeah. Faith in God should reflect in the things you do for God. You can't say you have faith in God and then when we are doing evangelism, you don't come. When we are going for outreach, you don't come. You're not a member of anything in the church. And you say, I have faith in God. And, but look, it's okay to come to church. Alone. Bible says that we should not neglect the assembling of ourselves together. As the manner of some is. Now I'm creating a number of Zoom fellowships. Do you know Zoom fellowship? Yeah. Those of you who cannot go to 
fellowship meeting on Thursday because you say are too busy. I'm now creating Zoom fellowships. We've created two so far. We are creating more Zoom fellowship on Thursday. Okay, you belong to the fellowship. Seven o'clock, you have fellowship meeting by Zoom. It's working, eh? Yeah, by, by Zoom. Seven to eight thirty, fellowship meeting by Zoom. When you, you can you can bring your tea to your where your 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 screen is, and having so after fellowship you can have tea. You can break bread. By <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm just saying this to say that, look, if you say you have faith in God, do something in the church. Because faith requires action. Hallelujah. We're reading in James chapter 2. Go back to James chapter 2. I think verse, um, verse 16. Verse 17. It says, yea, a man may say, thou hast faith and have works. And I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works. And I will show thee my faith by my works. Next. Thou believest that there is one God. Thou doest well. The devils also believe <laughs> and tremble. So you have to be more than devils by putting your faith in action. Next verse. Will, I say, but will thou know, O vain man, that faith without works is dead? Was not Abraham our father justified by works? When he had offered Isaac his son upon the altar, <laughs> see thou how faith wrought with his works, and by works has faith made perfect. And the scripture was fulfilled, which said, Abraham believed God, and it was imputed unto him for righteousness, and he was called the friend of God. Last verse. Ye see then how that by works a man is justified. And not by faith alone. Amen. Amen. So we have to turn our faith loose by being workers of faith things. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Amen. Now, in the life of Jesus Christ, and I'm closing in five minutes, Jesus always blessed people who had faith. Is that not the case? In Mark chapter 5. Uh, in Mark chapter 5. Let's take the story from verse 24, I think. Mark chapter 5. And Jesus went with him, and much people followed him and thronged him. And a certain woman which had an issue of blood 12 years. I don't know how long your problem has been. I just heard, I just heard 13 years now. I just had 13 years. I just had 13 years. I don't know what challenges you've had for 13 years. But I want you to believe God. Hallelujah. I said, I want you to what? To believe God. Who can tell what God will do if we believe him one more time? Back to the scripture. And had suffered many things of many physicians and had spent all that she had and was nothing better but rather grew worse. When she had heard of Jesus, came in the press behind and touched his garment. I'm saying that faith actions are always very, very difficult actions. Because this is a heavy crowd that was behind Jesus. And this woman had purpose in her heart. Because she said to herself, 
that if I could but touch the hem of his garment, I'll be made whole. But then that action that she had to undertake had a lot of resistance, had a lot of opposition, had a crowd that she had to go through. Put the scripture back. For she said, that is where name it, claim it, and take it also comes in. For what? For she said. What did she say? If I may touch by his clothes, I shall be whole. So she named it. Hallelujah. She did what? She named it. That this is what I want to do. You can also name the things that you have to do. Yes, I face disappointment. But if I will rise again, I face disappointment. But if I will just shake myself of disappointments and rise, it shall be well. Instead of having a gloomy face, remember what the pastor told his people, don't marry somebody who's always sad. It's a very good advice. That you'll not be happy in your house. Amen. Hallelujah. Go to verse 28. And we passed already. For she said, if I may but what? Touch his clothes, I shall be whole. 29. And straightway the fountain of her blood. Because she had, go to 27. When she had heard of Jesus, she came in behind the press and touched his garments. Why did she touch his garments? Because he has, she has said to herself. So she had named it. Hallelujah. She has what? Named it. Claim it. Taking action. Claiming. Charlie, bring my healing. Bring my deliverance. And then take it. <laughs> take it one. Take it two. One person, the man of God was praying for, he said, take it one. Take it two. He said, take what? <laughs> take what? You are very unspiritual. He said, take what? <laughs> said, straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. She named it. She claimed it. And she took it. What things do you have to name? What things do you have to claim? And what things do you have to take? Don't go and name somebody's husband. Or somebody's beloved. <laughs> we don't do that in this church. Yes, next verse. And Jesus immediately knowing in himself that the virtue had gone out of him, turned him about in the press and said, who touched my clothes? Who touched me? Next, quickly. And his disciples said unto him, thou seest the multitude thronging thee and said that who touched me and he looked round to, about to see he that um, to see her that had done this thing something has been done yes but the woman fearing and trembling knowing what was done in her came and fell down before him and told him all the truth next and he said unto her daughter thy what faith had made thee whole go in peace and behold of thy plague. Hallelujah. He said, you're naming it. You're claiming it. And you're taking it. Has made it whole. 
How many things are going through our fingers? How many things are passing us by? And we're not claiming. We're not taking. You see, taking requires an action. That's what the Bible says. We should not be slothful. We should not be lazy. Okay? We should not be what? Some of us are even lazy to smile. When you smile, you look better than when you don't smile. Everybody put on a smile. I didn't say laugh. I said smile. Put on a smile, my brother. I don't know what is wrong, but smile. Yes. When you smile, you look better. When you go, where is in front of the mirror? Smile and unsmile. And you see whether you like. You see, at times when the screen, the video is going around, and then it shows on purpose, but then they change it. I always see it. <laughs> see the video comes on your face, then you change. It means that your default face is one of frowning. Your default face is frowning. May your default face change from today. I say, may your default face change from today. We should all learn to smile. Amen. <laughs> By faith. By faith. So we walk by faith. Amen. The just shall live by faith. Rise on your feet. Lift your hands. to trust you more yes, Lord. the grace to believe in you more oh, the grace to have faith in you more oh, yes, Lord. not to have faith in our surroundings but to have faith in you we thank you Lord and we give you the glory with every eye closed and every hand down you want to express your faith in God today because the power of faith is the power to save. This morning you want to say, Pastor, pray with me. I want to be saved. I want to be born again. It is your faith in God. The Bible says that with the heart, man believes. It means that with the man heart, man has faith. Then with the mouth, you make confession unto salvation. You want to say, Pastor, pray with me. I want to surrender my life to God today. I've been toying with the idea of being born again. I've been toying with the idea of being a Christian. I've been toying with the idea of being serious with God. But this morning, Lord, 
I want you to pray with me because I want to experience salvation. Wherever you are, with every eye closed, just lift your right hand and say, Pastor, pray with me. Only your right hand. Only your right hand. Wherever you are. Only your right hand. Lift it very high. I want to see. I can see that hand from where I am. I want you to lift it very high. Lift it very high. Lift it very high. If you have lifted your hand, I want you to come to me right now. If you have lifted your hand. I saw a hand on the back there. Just come. Just come to Jesus. Come, come. Don't think about anybody else. Just come. Oh, yes. Jesus. Jesus. Precious Jesus. says that with the heart you believe unto righteousness, with the mouth you confess unto salvation. And I want the whole congregation to also repeat this prayer after me. But in particular, those of you in front here, pray this prayer after me. Say, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father. Open your mouth. Say, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father. Open your mouth very well and say, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father. I thank you for Jesus. I thank you for Jesus. Who died for me. Who died for me. Today, today, I come to you. I come to you, and I ask you, and I ask you to please forgive me. To please forgive me of all my sins. Of all my sins, and wash me, and wash me in the blood of Jesus. In the blood of Jesus. Please write my name. Please write my name in the book of life. In the book of life. So that one day. So that one day. One day. One day. When I die, when I die, I will be with you. I will be. With Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you for listening to this message. For more information on upcoming programs and events, visit our Facebook page, Kodesh Family Church Ghana HQ. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every day. And remember, God's word is a lamp onto your feet and a light onto your path.